The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. I'm JJ. He's Keith. It's a great week to be a Yankee fan. Yeah, always. What's going on, man? Chilling, bro. What are we, uh, 120 games in, 79 wins, looking for 80 tonight? Yo, it's crazy because we talked a week ago and we were like, yeah, so 72 wins. And now we're talking a week later and it's seven more wins. <laughs> it's I mean, like you win every day. We played well, it. We, we, we lost today, a couple in there. We lost a couple in there, but with these double headers, we got it back. I was just looking at the numbers. I was like, that's crazy. Seven days ago, we had seven less wins. That's where you want. That's when it's a good week to be a Yankee fan. Yeah. Every night I go to sleep, I'm, I'm happy. We, we figured it out. Except for this past think- weekend, but we'll get into it. I think, you know, a lot of people are, you know, I'm listen, people are going to be upset. The Yankees lose a game. We're going to talk about it. Everyone's got to be up in arms. You know, the, we're the worst first place team ever. We're the worst te- We're the worst team that's ever been the best, had the best record in baseball. But for me, like, cause I just like the Orioles, they stink. I don't care. I don't care about talking about them. It's not like, I just, I honestly don't care about these games. I have no idea how you went to a one o'clock Monday, August <laughs> Orioles game. There's got to be a, a soup kitchen that needs help. Like, there's anything better to do with your time. Uh, I saw you put on a brave face and went because, like, I get it. When the tickets are available, you go. Yeah. It's hard to turn them down. But there are in some of your pictures you were there, like the one you were in the AT&T Sports Lounge. You yeah. had a look on your face. I was just like, why the fuck am I here? Yeah, I regretted it at a couple of different points just because I was like, damn, I'm going to have to drive home in this. I don't like I didn't even see the seats, but um Matthew The game um, was over before you got in yeah, there. Yeah, it was it? it was done pretty quick. Like I was in La Bodega and you can hear the screams in La Bodega, you can hear the cheers when a home run is hit. So Gre- <laughs> Gregorius hit a home run, Glaber hit a home run before I even walked in. I was like, Well, this is over with. But um Matthew Kava from Bronx Pinstripes threw out those tickets. And I was looking at what I had to do Monday. I had a couple calls, no meetings, nowhere I had to be. And I was like, okay, let me just go to the gym. Let me move some things around. And why not go up there? 
you know, see who was out there. I ran into a couple of people and it was cool, man. When we're winning like this, um, someone tweeted me. They were like, yo, just enjoy the weather. Enjoy the time because next thing you know, it'll be 30 degrees around here and the season will be over and we'll be like, damn, I wish I could go to Yankee Stadium. And like I get like that in the winter. So I'll take whichever free games I can get. Yeah, no, but the Orioles stink. I don't want to talk about them. It's been a good week to be a Yankee fan. Uh, and there's been a lot of like off the field stuff. And I think the, the biggest news coming out of it, it's what I kind of want to talk about the most, is that August 13th, one year from today when we're recording this, because we're recording this Tuesday night, uh, the Yankees are going to play the White Sox one game in a stadium built right next to the set of Field of Dreams, 8,000-person stadium, uh, you know, the movie's from 1989, so you probably either have never seen it or hate it after 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. The latter. Um, I watched the first 30 minutes of it, and I was like, nah. And I think everyone sees this, and it's just like, I, I think there are two groups of people. It's similar to, like, London. And I am surprised that I like these things, because I can be a crotchety old guy sometimes. But there are people who are just like, this is fucking stupid. And then there's other groups like, I got to figure out how to be one of those 8,000 people. Yeah, it's great. I mean, I don't like the movie, but I understand the movie's place in baseball. And I understand what Major League Baseball is trying to do. They're trying to make baseball cool again. This shit is cool. Like, I, I really do want to go. I've already planted seeds with whoever I could plant seeds with to say, hey, you know, when tickets come around or when info comes around, send it my way. Uh, if we pulled off London, we can pull off Iowa. Uh, I think it's going to be tough. No, I know it is. Because <laughs> Lo London was, I think, in total, you know. 100,000 like seats. A, 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 yeah, 80,000, 100,000 between the two games uh, in a place where no one cares versus 8,000 in Iowa. But that's only a four-hour drive from Chicago. It's a White Sox home game. My understanding is the White Sox went to the people who own and it's not a family now. It's like a corporation owns it. The Field of Dreams Field used to actually be on two pieces of property. So if you wanted to see everything, you had to actually pay two entrance fees. So one corporation bought it. They run the whole thing. The White Sox went to them and said, we think this would be a good idea. Would you be willing to try to figure something out if we can go to MLB and MLB can get a sponsor and so on and so forth? Um, and I think the White Sox did it because they think that they have a young core, which they do, and this will get them on a national stage for at least one day, which I think is smart. It's maybe a little early in their process to do that. Maybe wait till 2021 and, and see how things are going. But they, they're, they're going for it. And I guess MLB said, well, if we're going to do this, you get the Yankees. Of course you get the Yankees, and the Yankees will get the short end of the stick. The way that I spin this whole thing is that um, and I, you, we both have been to Chicago. I've been to Guaranteed Low Rate Field. Um, I, I, I have to. You, yeah, I we both have meets. been. I know we've talked about it. They don't pack that place out. They don't sell a lot of tickets. So I, I spun it like this, man. If you're trying to sell season tickets and you go add a game like this into the season ticket package, you're going to sell some season tickets. If you're selling plans where one of those games in the 20-game plan includes the Field of Dreams game, now all Never. of a sudden you got people buying tickets. I don't think I don't think that you don't think they can do is, that. I don't think this is if you go and you say I want to buy season tickets to the White Sox for next season. I think you are buying eighty tickets. 
Or, yeah, I don't think you're buying 81 tickets. I think you get 80 tickets and this is something separate. Okay. They're not selling this as I, part I of that. Know. I, I don't know. I spun it. I'm like, will. man, maybe they have to do something like this to sell more tickets. And even if it's not, right, their season ticket holders are going to get priority. Their staff is going to get priority. Their family, friends, whatever is going to get priority. In an 8,000-seat makeshift park, the White Sox are going to claim like 3,000 seats, just the, their team and their people. I, yeah, so I would say for if they say it's eight thousand, and so it's maybe not exactly eight thousand, you know, and there's kind of some overflow for staff and things like that. I think you're dealing with first you've got MLB has people who have to be there. Oh yeah. Then then you've got Geico has people who have to be there because they're the sponsor. It's presented by Geico. Yeah. Then you've got the White Sox. Uh, their players may have families that come and things like that. Uh, the Yankees may get that as well. I know that for going to London, every player who made that trip got an extra $50,000 okay. um, and access to tickets. I don't think you're going to get extra money for making this trip, but I am curious about like the accommodations. There, there are no hotels, hotels there. Yeah, there's no hotels. There's and no is it really a four-hour drive from there to, four, to the city of Chicago? It's four hours from Chicago to... Uh, I didn't realize to th that. this part of Iowa. Yeah, and throwing this is um, not an easy trip. Throwing whoever's broadcasting the game, ESPN is going to want tickets. Yeah, so they're going to need tickets. Um, I don't remember if it's going to be ESPN or Fox, um, but one of them they're going to get tickets. Then you've got the White Sox who don't sell tickets, and they go to their ticket people and they say, like, listen, we we've just lost a billion games for the ninth time in a row. You can go and say. That if you buy season tickets, you get priority to enter a lottery. I don't know that they sell you know eight thousand season ticket packages as it is, but if there's five thousand left after everything else we've listed, then you say four thousand of them go to that. I don't know how many Yankee fans are gonna be in the stadium for this game because uh, then you've also got to figure out media, yeah, media credentials. All these people are gonna want media credentials. Everyone's gonna. You know, everyone's going to send not just New York and Chicago media, but like you need people from L.A., Atlanta, like you need people on the ground there. So I don't know how many tickets are going to be available. I think like for even for people like me and you who have like every connection we can try to use in the world, it's going to be very difficult. Yeah. And I don't think there's going to be a general sale like how we were able to go online and buy the London tickets. Um, if there is, it's going to be super premium where there's like a mailing list, promo code. You have to get selected. You have to wake up and order in a certain time window. It's going to be super premium. Fingers crossed. I, like I said, I've already planted seeds and I'm already working on whoever I could work on. Uh, friends at MLB, friends in the Yankee ticket office, friends in the White Sox ticket office. I want to be there for that game. And hopefully, you know, we keep going with George's box, Bronx pinstripes, everything else. And some people want us there for the game because these aren't going to be the type of tickets that you can just go online and use your credit card to claim. So let's say there is a market. OK, now I'm just going to – I'm throwing out like a hypothetical because I think because of the position we're in, we kind of get to set the market. Um, so let's say someone comes to you and says, I've got two tickets for this game, and you can have them because uh, I assume if you're going to go to this, you're, like, you're going to try to bring your girl like I would try to bring my wife. Yeah. Actually, let's cancel that out. One ticket. Okay. You can go. <laughs> 
one you get Just one me. ticket. <laughs> Keith McPherson, we got one ticket for this game. You're sitting in Jersey right now. We got one ticket. And this is months in advance. So you can book flights and figure everything out. What are you willing to pay for one ticket to be in the stadium to this game? I originally I put on Twitter that I like I'm expecting this to be like a $300 ticket, but the more information I got and the more I thought about it, you're not getting in there for under $500 on something like this. I would pay anywhere from like $500 to $800 because with the travel and the other accommodations, like you shouldn't be paying too much more than, than we paid for London to go to Iowa. And I understand Field of Dreams and all the hype around it, but I'm not trying to get robbed to see a Thursday night baseball game between the White Sox and Yankees in, in the middle of nowhere. That's good. That makes me feel good that you go five to 800 Because I know that I've now outpriced you. I would pay $2,000 to be in the stadium <laughs> for this game. By myself. No wife. Yeah. Nothing. I will get on a plane, fly to Chicago, Rent a car, go to Iowa, pay $2,000, go to that game, figure out accommodations. Of course. I, I very much want we're to in a We're in a little in different this. tax brackets. I live in a one-bedroom apartment in Jersey City. You own a like four or five-bedroom house in Pennsylvania. <laughs> no, I don't own it. I rent. I could buy. I don't want to buy. I don't want to be tied <laughs> down. I swear to God. I think I'm, tr- I'm like tr- kind of trying to sneaky buy my friend's dad's house. It's a weird thing. But... Um, yeah, no, yeah. I, I know there's kind of that difference, but I even booked, like, I'm very close to booking my flights already for this trip. Are you going like, to, where booked, are you going to fly into? Chicago or whatever the. I'll fly, in, I'll probably fly into Chicago. Yeah. Because if I'm going to go all the way out there, I will go to the Thursday game and go to the Saturday game. Same. And that's exactly what I said to Batista online. He's like, what is there to do in Iowa? Before the Iowa State after Fair. Game. I'm not interested I, in I've never been to Iowa and not knocking anyone listening from I. Iowa. If the Yankees bring me to Iowa, I'm going there to watch the Yankees. And as soon as it's done, I'm out. No, you could go like three more hours further into Iowa. And it's the Iowa State Fair, which is like the worst people in the world. to see. <laughs> yeah, no, um, no, thanks. Yeah, no, I just think, like, when I look at it right now today, if someone said, I can guarantee you a ticket, $2,000, I'd be like, what's your Venmo? Um, <laughs> just because, like, I really, I don't know why I want to go to these. And I'm so surprised that I want to go to these games. Like, London, I booked the flight way before the tickets went on sale. Like, I had flights because I was just like, yo, I'm going to London. I'm going to fly in on whatever day I flew in on. I think it was like a third Friday morning, and I'm flying out like the next Saturday. I'll figure out everything else in between, but I didn't see me being in London and there being a price that I couldn't go to. Now, obviously, that market dropped, but I think at that time I was like, I'll pay $1,500 to be at that first game. Yeah, and the hype was so real for that. I remember being online at 5 a.m. and getting uh, two pairs of tickets and then immediately going to Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and the people that didn't get tickets... We're losing their minds. And I'm like, yeah, damn, I, I thought I, I got the golden ticket. And I'm like, this is crazy. And then obviously once we got closer, people in London didn't really care that much. So the value dropped. Like the resale market, I, I expected people to be beasting on StubHub and uh, SeatGeek and everything else for those tickets. And that wasn't the case. But this, I, way different ballgame. I do kind of also look at, the, at this and I'm like, I kind of wish it was the other way. I feel like because of... London happening and a lot of people didn't go to London 
And I think there are people who didn't go to London who regret not going to London because people like me and you and other people just in social media or whatever went and had a great time that I feel like there might be a little more hype. Like, oh, well, they're doing this weird thing in Iowa. Like, I should try to get to that. Yeah. That's also why I'm establishing right now that I'm at $2,000. So maybe <laughs> a lot of people will be like, all right, I give up. Yeah, count me I'm up. not willing to go there. And 2000 is where I'm starting. So... I'd be willing to go more. We're, if it we're gets speaking closer. it into the universe. There's a bunch of people that were saying, "Count me in," or "I'm going to this." Uh, I I had a phone full of people like, "Hey man, if you get any info on this, let me know." Hey, gotta get tickets to that. And it's just the initial thing. Like we're we're a year out, and they announced this a week ago, and it's like you get the buzz going right now. You get people talking about it right now, and it just builds for a year. But when I don't know, let's say December comes or. Um, you know, February comes and it's time to actually pull the trigger and get the tickets and book the flights. Not as many people are going to be so down. Not as many people are going to be about it. Oh, no. Within an hour of them announcing it, I had my entire trip planned, had everything mapped out and planned a three-part video series on it. <laughs> like, I am ready to go, pack my bags. I just, it's all I kept talking about that day. And my wife was finally like, yo, this is in a fucking year. <laughs> you have other shit that happens in the next year. Yeah. Shut the fuck up about Iowa. Yeah, so and much especially happens. because as soon as I said it, she was like, "Oh, that's great! Like that's awesome! Like Iowa gotta go." And then I was like, "Oh shit, eight thousand tickets!" So like, you're probably out. And she was like, "I don't give a fuck about what you're talking about right <laughs> she now." She keeps it real. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I can't be mad at it. So I'm excited for Iowa. If you have any leads on Iowa, like we're some guy at, tweeted at me who's, I guess, a Yankee fan who lives there. It's like, you need somewhere to stay? I was like, yo, I need tickets, my guy. I could get a tent at fucking Dick's driving out of Chicago. <laughs> yeah, tickets first. I'll figure that shit out, yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. But yeah, there were so many people on Twitter who were like, yo, I got to be there. Yeah, and I was just in. reading. I was just reading. It was like, you're definitely not going. You're not going. You're not going. You're not going. And I'll tell you what, I may go to Iowa without a ticket. Like, I may be in Iowa outside that stadium with no ticket, but I'm all in. I, I'm going to go to Chicago probably that weekend, even if I don't get the Iowa ticket because the other two games are in Chicago. So I think it'll materialize. I think uh, people listening to this and, um, you know, us keep doing our thing out there on social media and everything else. Someone's going to say, hey, we want George's box at the Field of Dreams games. And we're going to say, great, we we planned on this. I fucking plan on it. And you know what? And like. It's the only thing that's going to get me to guaranteed rate U.S. cellular field. That place is a fucking prison. It's like watching Oz all over again. It's just gray and black. Yeah. It's just gray and black everywhere. The food is uh, good, but it's just like, it's just huge. Some of the best food in baseball. Green seats. I mean, I I get great treatment there. Stanton Jones is the man. Fan cave, class of 2014. He ended up working there from the time he left the fan cave to right now. So whenever I go there... I get great treatment, but they named it the worst name in baseball, and it's just like there's so many things that could be improved. Your whole fan cave crew is just like it's like you guys don't realize you were the last year of it, and you got the show canceled. You guys just <laughs> yeah, bro. and yo, your guy, your guy, the Chicago, the White Sox guy. Yeah. You did him dirty posting pictures standing next to his birthday. I thought he was at least six foot tall. <laughs> I saw a picture next to you. I was like, yo. That dude is like five four. That's my that's, that's my little bro. That's that's my little bro. He's not tall at all, but he's the he man. Looks, he's the man. I, last time I was videos? in uh, Chicago, we swept them. So I had a bunch of pictures. I had I had a video with a broom. Like, 
Yeah, I gave him hell. You retweet his stuff because he does videos for the Cubs, and I think that's nice. And I, I watched him, and I'm like, oh, this guy's good. And then I saw that picture. I was like, oh, shit. He's got to pick out like the shortest people to interview, like man on the street. <laughs> Mike, grow up, bro. You got to get up to six feet if you're listening. He's calling Dude, you out. He can't go to the Iowa State Fair. He can't ride the rides. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm excited for Iowa. You're excited for Iowa. Other big news this week out of uh, Yankee land is the 2020 schedule has been released. Yeah. So we've got the full schedule. And let me tell you, I hate it. It's Midwest. Again, with, with the Iowa theme, we're, we have NL Central uh, Interleague. We're heading back to the Midwest. So I'm angry that the first Baltimore weekend series is, I have a wedding, so I'm mad at that. Opening, so opening that, day, uh, that series in Baltimore? Yeah, the, but like that Saturday, I have a wedding. I like to go down there for the first weekend series, so I can't make it. But then we open... April 2nd, a Thursday, uh, against the Blue Jays at home. I already know that I have to be in San Francisco, and I'm supposed to fly home on Thursday, so now I'm going to leave a party and take a... I know I'm at a party April 1st in San Francisco, then I'm going <laughs> to leave early to get on a plane to get back for the home opener. That's called addiction. Um, I mean, you could pull it off. If you want to do it, you could get there. Oh, I'll be there. Besides that... Um, like they put out their, you know, notable, um, whatever, you know, notable dates. So we are playing the NL central when it comes to our interleague play. And, uh, as we get into it, hold on, I'm just grabbing the dates. We have the subway series is at home, July 7th and 8th on the road, the 28th and 29th of July, both Tuesday, Wednesday, what the fuck are you doing, MLB? Nobody cares about this series because the teams both aren't good at the same time. So I wrote a blog on Monday about all the, the different ways that I think they could schedule this, and I'd like to get your opinion on it. Keith. Yeah, no, I, Did you I, I actually glanced at that, and I saw what some people talked about, and they, they said that they're doing this on purpose, and I think they are doing this exactly on purpose um, because it's it's New York, and... There's so many Yankee fans, and I guess there's a couple Mets fans, but in New York, instead of putting it on a weekend where everyone could go, it's really like they're putting it in the middle of the week for TV ratings and to sell tickets for, like, Tuesday, Wednesday games. I just don't think the ratings or, like, the games are, like, that sold out or that special right now. They suck. I mean, like, I think I said this on the podcast earlier in the season – those games are marked as premium games, similar to the Red Sox. When you're dealing with the Yankee ticket office, Mets series, Red Sox series are what we call premium games. And then like the resale market is always 20 to 30% more. And it's just nonsense. And they're not fun games because you're literally in either stadium with the like rival team and their fans who like don't even get me started on the Mets, but it's just like I have no interest in going to see the Yankees versus Mets. I haven't gone since 2015, and I'm probably not going to go. Like I'll sit that one out on the couch at home and just watch. Would you, would you care more if it was on a weekend? That would be different because I think we talked about too. On the weekend, it's like, hey, if it's a Friday after work, get the gang together. If it's a Saturday, you make it a, a someone's birthday or you get to hang out with your friends that are Mets fans at McFadden's, like you said, and you know, that's different, but I'm not, I'm not signing up for like a Tuesday or Wednesday night. No, I just don't care for at, it. 
And I get from a schedule standpoint, maybe they're like, listen, when it's not your thing, everyone plays two and two. Schedule that shit for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Shift like an off day and let these guys do two and two. So it kind of bleeds into the weekend. And in the event of a rainout, you can then, like, let's say there's a rain, they have Thursday, Friday at Yankee Stadium, Saturday, Sunday in Queens. Yeah. And there's a rainout on Thursday or Friday. You can do one of those wacky split double headers between the two stadiums on Saturday. Like, that is just. Yeah. Fun chaos. I, they did in 2000. Everyone loved it. I was about to say, I think we have done that, and I know they've done that for the Crosstown Cup in Chicago before. Um, that that would be cool. I just think that they've thought this out, and there is no going back. Like This is what it's going to be for the Subway Series for the next however many years. So I probably won't be attending any of those. I think you know what will happen is like 2021, it will be the year that we're supposed to play them three times like in each one, and we'll forget about it. It'll be 2022, and I'll be almost like 37 years old yelling about the same thing. It'll be really pathetic. Oh, so yeah. So for for when it's interleague, when it's interleague play, we played them in 2015, 16, 17. I don't even know, man. It's every three years. Uh, so I think that would be next year. Yeah. It would be next year. Or two, yeah, it, would be be 20, yeah. it would be 21. It would be 21 that we would play them. I don't know. Yeah, we go back to that. Yeah. And so we also have at home. We get the Reds, we get the Pirates, we get the Cubs. Yeah. Uh, the Cubs coming in, that's pretty good. That's a weekend series. That's going to be fun. I got a bunch of Chicago. Obviously, my, my boy Mike from the Fan Cave and uh, some of his friends will definitely have a, a group of people for that in June. That's going to be a great summer matchup between two historic teams and cities. And then on the road, we go to Milwaukee, we go to Pittsburgh, and we go to St. Louis, and only St. Louis is on a weekend. I know. Like, I want to go to Miller Park. Um, I've been to PNC Park, which is dope, but I'm not going to go uh, next year because it's the day after Bonnaroo, the first two days after Bonnaroo. And then, Obviously. Yeah. Everyone knew that. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm definitely going to Bonnaroo, so then I can't go to that. But I do want to go to uh, Bush Stadium, too, so we'll, we'll see. Um, I mean, it, it – yeah, I mean, I would love to go to Milwaukee. I've been to Milwaukee once in December, and the whole place is covered in ice, so I'd like to see what it's like during the day. I went, I was there for a work thing. I went, we went to like a bar restaurant, sat down at a table. They were like, oh, just take that booth. Wasn't too crowded. Girl comes over, puts down a plate of uh, like sausage and kielbasa and stuff, and we said, oh, we didn't order that. And she goes, oh, no, you just get that. Like, if you go to a Mexican restaurant, oh. they just give you chips. Nice. Milwaukee, they're just like, here's a plate of fucking meat. And I can get with that. Yeah, I have no uh, interest in visiting Milwaukee for any other reason. This gives me a reason to go. The Yankees exactly. are playing at Miller Park. I just want to cross that park off the list, see the city. I don't really care to see the city that bad. I mean, you know, I haven't heard great things about it. But, you know, if the Yankees are there, that, that's something I'd probably book. Saint, and we go to St. Louis coming out of the All-Star break. I mean, that could be a trip. Yeah, the All-Star game next year is in L.A., and then because I definitely want to go to the All-Star game in L.A., I might not be able to pull off St. Louis right after, but a lot changes in a year. You never know what you could pull off or what you could do. Who knows? You could be famous and living in L.A. as a movie star. I could be. Book it. From your... uh, Well, you need need someone to book it. Maybe a new agent. (laughs) (laughs) Mike Lyons, hook it up. Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm just not that excited about it. I did see some people complaining the September schedule is something. We start yeah. off. It starts off on the 31st of August at Boston for three games. Off day on Thursday. 
the 4th, 5th, 6th, and 7th, Friday through Monday at Baltimore to come home for three against the Red Sox, three against the Blue Jays, to Tampa for three, off day, Toronto for three, Astros <laughs> at home for four, three, uh, three at home against Tampa. And you know what? There were some people like, what the fuck? That's bullshit. That's exactly how the schedule should end. The Astros, it happens to be the Astros are good. However, they, you know, position, you know, rotating teams in and out uh, of stuff. You know, the, there's some old couple who makes the schedule somewhere um, in like Maine. But like, however the Astros end up there, whatever, I'm fine with it. It happens. But you should finish this season playing everyone in your division just nonstop. Yeah. Like, let's hope it's a scrap. Yeah. And let's hope that we're just tying everything up, you know, Hopefully we're walking into September like the same way we're looking to walk into September this year in first place. And it's just like, OK, let's put a bow on this thing. You know, like let's just finish these guys, bury them, um, maybe get a little tune up against the Astros if the Astros are still good after they lose Garrett Cole. Um, and then we got those days off that month, five days off in the month like that. Uh, I don't no, know. It's it looks only kind two of days off in September. Yeah, those last three, I mean, that's those aren't off days. The playoffs will start at some point. Oh, uh, yeah. You're the right. season ends a little that. early next year. Yeah, so it's only two off days, and then I, I see gray, but those are those are days that are going to be the, I don't know, they'll be the wild card yeah. game, which hopefully we're not in. We'll see. You can't predict any of this stuff. Yeah, you never know. Um, but it does end early. I do like that September finish, but in general, like, I kind of get excited. I know you travel for games. I travel for games. That like I look at that schedule and I'm just like, eh, there's not really much I can do for aside from Iowa, eh, there's not too much I can be excited about. No, Iowa's the prize. Iowa Iowa is what everyone is gonna want to to do or be at looking at this schedule. Miller Park maybe, Bush Stadium maybe. Um, Pittsburgh sucks because they put Pittsburgh on a Tuesday or a Monday and Tuesday. I went to Pittsburgh in 2017, and it was a weekend series. It was amazing. It sucked to drive out there, but partying out there and uh, taking in their whole you know ballpark game day experience, um, I, I loved it. It was actually one of my like it shot to like one of my favorite parks in Major League Baseball after experiencing it. I would go back, but not on a Monday and Tuesday after Bonnaroo. That's definitely not I think. Happening. I think it wins like every year, like best ballpark. Uh, I played there in high school. You played on that I field. Played- yeah, 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 it's sick. Yeah, it, it's crazy. It's the, if you go up and look at the view of the bridge and the city, it's it looks like a painting. And then even the way that people walk over the bridge to get to the stadium, and there's a like saxophone guy playing on the bridge, and there's people selling shirts and different things out there. There's like a I don't know. There's just a certain atmosphere and vibe right outside the stadium that not all ball, ballparks have. It's definitely not a, like a Yankee Stadium walking up experience. Um, Pittsburgh does it right and. I mean, if you can go next year, go. But it's kind of whack that they put it on a Monday and Tuesday. Since you mentioned the guy with the saxophone, just a little PSA. If you are a Met fan who listens to this or you know a Met fan, tell them do not tip that guy with the dog outside City Field. I've just been reading shit about that. Those dogs have handkerchiefs on. They've got shock collars on for when they don't like pose for pictures the right way. Don't let people abuse animals. Uh, do not tip that guy. He's a scumbag. Sorry, you just <laughs> only the Mets can me met. I, I, I've only been. Well, to it's City not Field. on the Mets. It's not on the Mets. They've been asked it's about it, and they're Field, like, "It's on the Mets." But it's a public park. They can't do anything outside of it. So I've only I been mean, to City Field maybe three times, and I've never seen this or heard of this. But hey, the Mets just find new ways to met. Yeah. So 
Let's talk about this weekend games. The Orioles beat the shit out of them a billion times. Glaber Torres, I don't know, like so, someone on the Orioles fucked his mom or something because <laughs> he is he is pissed. It's not even like he does it so politely too. It's not even he's not even pissed. That's why they're not throwing at him. It's not like he's it's not like he's pimping home runs. It's not like he's doing it and throwing it in their face. It's just like, hey, I'm Glaber Torres. I'm really good, and you guys are really bad, and this is what happens. Yeah, like he rounds the bases politely. He's got his little celebration that he does like any home run, which is totally fine. Um, but you could see like as he's running the bases, he's starting to crack a smile a little bit yeah. now of like, Jesus Christ. And Paul O'Neill leaving the booth <laughs> last night I love to that. go to Gary Thorne <laughs> is great. And then uh, Matt Stucco interviewed Gary Thorne uh, on Yes. Yeah, just on now their, I saw uh, that. Yeah, on Twitter. And he compared Paul O'Neill to Phil Rizzuto. Phil Rizzuto's the only other announcer who would do that, but he'd come by like, ah, I got this cheesecake. <laughs> um, so I think that's a great comparison because Paul O'Neill, as you've watched him over the past, you know, however long he's been doing it, you know, he started off doing like 10 games a year and then, you know, it, it crept up a little bit and I thought he was just trying to get away from his family. Like he's really found his own. Um, yeah. And I think he's going to be in the booth for a long time, but poor Gary Thorne. Like, you just got to get a different job. Yeah, the Warriors like, warrior is this dope, guys. and I, he has gotten better, and he's found his, like, lane, and he throws in little things that, you know, Cone isn't going to throw in, and, and I love seeing that in the broadcast because as soon as he went over there, Gary Thorne's like, get out of here, get away from me. And Paul's just like put two hands on him, and it's just like we're the lovable bullies. Like, you know, the Yankees are crushing your team, and you have to sit through all of these Glaber Torres going dumb performances, hitting home runs. Literally half of his home runs came at the hands of Orioles pitching, and you got to just laugh it off. You got to just shrug it off and tip your cap to the Yankees. And a guy like Paul O'Neill, you can't be mad that he's coming over to say hello. I think he's got like five multi-hit home run games against them. Yeah. Like that is abuse. He's about to break the record. If he hits one more home run, he's got the most home runs in one season against any opponent. Like this is like Glaber is is ridiculous, man. Uh Joe Deflate Gator put out that like MLB now had the twenty two and under and they had uh, Acuna, they had uh Tatis, they had Vladdy Jr. and they had a list that didn't include Glaber Torres, and it's like how do you miss Glaber Torres? He's rewriting the history books. He's doing it for the Yankees, number one team, biggest stage, brightest lights. This guy is not phased, and anytime he gets a chance to pad his stat, his stats against the Orioles, he's going to do it. That's why he wasn't hitting the IL. He's like, hold on, we got we got the Orioles on the road and at home. I'm not going on the IL. And he made, I mean, he made the All Star game out of position this year. Yeah, like thanks in part uh, to Baltimore. Uh, yeah. if I, I like, could you imagine that? I can, you can't imagine the flip, right? Imagine us watching, and we've seen some Yankee killers, but not like this. Someone tried to say, "Oh, uh, Trey Mancini is Baltimore's Glaber Torres," and I'm like, "Don't even compare the two. Could you imagine watching a guy just hit multiple home runs every game he plays again? Like, I couldn't imagine sitting through that as an Orioles fan, and it'll probably never happen uh, for us as a Yankees fan. Like. It's just ridiculous. It's video game stuff. And don't get me wrong. Trey Mancini is a very good baseball player. Uh, you know, he's batting 280 now. He's got 29 home runs. But he's a corner position player. Like, he's supposed to hit yeah, 35, yeah, 40 home runs. Like, he's supposed to. He's also 6'4". Like, Trey Mancini, you don't realize, like, he's huge. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's like a football player. Um, and he loves shotgunning twisted tees. That's... <laughs> 
Those are other things that I know about Trey Mancini. And he's been in the league. I mean, he's 27 years old. So you're talking about five years younger doing this. And again, Trey Mancini, very good baseball player. But what we're seeing right now out of Glaber Torres is insane. And Trey Mancini's never been an all-star. But here's Glaber. That's what he does. Glaber the all-star. If you're going to buy a Yankee jersey, you buy 25. It's pretty much a lock for the next. That's the type of that's the type of purchase you it's make. It's been a lock. Yeah, it's been it's a lock. It's been a lock for 20 years. <laughs> yeah, actually it's been a great jersey for 20. This is <laughs> why you don't put a name on the back, Keith. <laughs> you just came around. Here it is. <laughs> but I'm saying, looking at this team, this guy's 22. He's going to be a Yankee for a long time. He's just going to get better. You got to think about it. This is only his second year. He's still figuring stuff out and he he dominates and I'm happy that he's on our team. Uh they're going to have to look into that finesse of the century with us getting Chapman back and Cashman making the deal to get Glaber. I know the Cubs don't care because they won their World Series, but this is a generational talent, a guy that's before his time, and all we had to do was send a Roldis Chapman to them at, what, the trade deadline to get Glaber Torres? I think it's still a good trade for... Because, like, they hadn't won a World oh, Series yeah. in, more, in more than a I said generation. They don't, care. they don't care. Yeah. It changed no, their no, history. I, it completely changed their history. And me having friends in Chicago, someone like Mike Bowling, who does the on-air social media for them, I've gotten to go there and hang out with kids whose grandparents were Cubs fans. And, like, how emotional that was for them to win a World Series because, like, Pop Pop wanted to see this. Or, you know, my grandma made me a Cubs fan. That trade, they'll take that for for what they got in exchange. But I look at it as, hold on now, Glaber Torres is going to be the man in this league for a long time to come, and we got him for a guy that we got right back, finessing in cash we trust. Plus, could you imagine if they didn't get that World Series, like where they'd be as a fan base right now? Oh, no, they'd be devastated. Yeah, it'd be tough. It'd be tough. Um, Who else we play? We played the Blue Jays. We split a series with them. Um, Four-game series, you split it. At this point, I just like don't really care. Like it's it's tough to get upset. Yeah. Like yeah, we lost a couple games. What I think is everyone gets upset every time like a starter goes out there and sucks. And like yes, Jay Happ is statistically like the worst pitcher in the history of the game right now. But when you go out there, like you have to put trust in Aaron Boone and the coaches that aren't Larry Rothschild because he's shown that he doesn't have an ability to improve. But that every bad thing that happens, every game we lose, you have to assume that there's some kind of lesson that come out of it. They're not like, oh, well, you went out there and you stunk today and we lost, you know, four to three. All right, let's just do it tomorrow. You've got to assume that these are professionals who are like, all right, well, here's what we saw. Let's make these adjustments. Yes, we lost two to eight. We lost, you know, four to five. And you come back and you have Tanaka go out there and say, you know what? I'll be the ace. Man, I'll give you eight innings. (sighs) I was not expecting that, but I loved that. I didn't tweet for almost that whole game because I like I had a weird feeling. I thought I jinxed us the day before, and I know nobody can jinx things, but I did have some things on the internet that I was like, yeah, I jinxed us. But either way, watching Tanaka pitch like that, I'm like, hold on, hold on. I'm like, I think he's got something here. And and he went eight innings. You know, they rolled they rolled him out there, but like if Tanaka can just I'm not even asking for that every time. But if we can get that Tanaka, I mean, I know it's the Blue Jays and they got a lot of young hitters, but he looked like he was in control and he looked like he looked like the guy that we paid for, I don't know, five years ago. I just. Yeah, I mean, 
you just want to a certain extent know that it's still in there. Yes, that's that, it. Like, that's he all can I still wanted do to that. know. Like he can still rev it up. He can still do that. He found. I think they said he changed his, his grip on a splitter. Okay. Um, yeah. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Whatever. If it took you till uh, you know August tenth to figure that out, fine. But like, be able to do it again soon and be able to carry that. If you if it if it took that long till August, do it for the next two months. At least. Yeah. I'm with you. What else from that um, series? What else do we got there? We've got. I mean, Vlad. Vlad Jr., uh, he's going to be a problem. And it's funny, he cost us a game yeah. with, a tri- with a triple, yeah. which is not speed. his game. He's, he's speed. <laughs> it wasn't even, like, if you see, if you watch that triple again, like, he doesn't bust it out of the box because no. he thought it was foul. It was just right down the line. Like, the he shift. thought it was foul. And, yeah. and Ford's not getting to that ball. And then even Judge got to it kind of late. Yeah, it's going to be, um, you know, it, it's seeing him. Seeing Bo Bichette, seeing Biggio, we're going to see them for quite some time. Yeah. Um, and you just got to hope that, like, Vlad Jr. eats himself out of the league. Someone has, like, an injury maybe. And, yeah, I'm cheering for injuries at this point because those guys are fucking scary. And they're going to be scary for a while. I mean, we have – we always have to keep our eye on the Red Sox. But now, like, the Blue Jays are building a core where it's like – they become that sneaky team you got to worry about, like the Orioles did for a couple years, um, you know, like four years ago. The Rays have made it to a World Series. They like our divisions staying scrappy. Yeah, and this is what I love: how you know the trade deadline was a couple weeks ago, and decisions that were made and not made after the the trade deadline showed themselves. Could you imagine we gave that team a bunch of prospects for Marcus Stroman? Right, they already have everybody's son in the genetics. Could you imagine if Clint Frazier jumps in on that team, and then they also get no way, dude, no way. We're not giving, we were not giving them four four of our young players to go with their young players. Awesome. And then people were talking about Glaber Torres. Oh, start with Glaber Torres if you're going to do a deal with the Yankees. That was never going down. His bobblehead day is August 30th. And then he just showed you in the Red Sox series and now both of these series against the Orioles that that guy is not going anywhere. He's not on the table. We're not trading him. So, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. I I mean, I think that's why. Like, Stroman, I, I said last week, I think there's a Yankee tax. I think in general, whenever the Yankees are trading, especially fucking dealing Brian Cashman, who after the trade deadline traded for a minor leaguer, yeah. <laughs> brought him up, had him win a game, and then outrighted him. Yeah. Like it's just he's just fucking around with people at this point. And I think that there's like a twenty percent tax just for being the Yankees, but then in division it's like a forty percent tax. And like how many guys are you gonna give away that we're gonna have to see for forever? And like Especially like you said, you throw we we talk about him nonstop. It's basically the Clint Frazier podcast, but it's fine. He is like you don't want to piss off Clint Frazier in Toronto becoming fucking best friends with Drake. No, they got yeah. Derek Fisher. No, they got Derek Fisher from Houston, who's another uh, another guy I'm friendly with, and like that guy's ready for an opportunity. He got boxed out in Houston. He won a World Series for them, but he uh, he got boxed out, you know, from the outfield. He's going to be a problem for a while too if he sticks around up there. No, we don't they, want to help. They're building them out. a team. We don't want to. We don't, they've already, you know, the, that Bo Bichette kid is dirty. I hope it's just a fluke. I hope he's just coming in the league hot and people don't know how to pitch him yet. But he's he's a salve. 
and not not like our, like our team savages in the box like that kid is just raw like he's a hitter and he looks like he's been there before probably because he's got the genetics whatever but like we got to see these guys and we aren't going to do anything to help them out and it is what it is you know um that series i said we lost we lost back-to-back games this weekend and uh we'll talk about it but it, the first loss was hilarious and i was like uh nine game win streak you knew it was going to end and the yeah. way that that game ended, the first game that we lost, um, I think only I think Talkman had a home run, Ford had a home run, but it was a game. My favorite player, my favorite player, Mike. Talkman. <laughs> the sock man, the sock man, Mike Talkman. Can we talk about that? I asked in our group, um, in like the Bronx Pinstripes, like that is the fucking worst nickname ever. It rhymes, Sockman. That's it. It's. Uh, I think it's lazy. <laughs> I think it's a lazy nickname. I was like, all right, so he's got a thing with socks. Like, I'm trying to catch up on my Mike Talkman knowledge. Yeah. And they're just like, nope, it just rhymes. It just rhymes. I think it's lazy. He hits the ball, socks the ball, the Sockman, Mike Talkman. And he's cool with it. I'm sure he's cool with everything that comes with him playing for the Yankees and doing well right now. <laughs> he's like, Sockman. Including yeah. my fan. Yeah, including me being his biggest fan. Yeah, he's like, he man, I didn't know JJ that. was such a big fan of mine. You know, that guy's been believing in me and... Hyping since me day up one. since day one. <laughs> no way. Yo, since the trade. Talkman is, is, I love that dude now. Just like seeing how he acts more, that's the funniest part of it. And I say that game was hilarious, and we'll talk about Guardy's ejection. But when Guardy came out, Talkman was next to hit. He hit a bomb. He like channeled some of Guardy's energy. But well, the, Talkman was up. The Talkman funniest was thing was watching Talkman try to like reach for Gardner. Like, <laughs> first off, Boone couldn't hold Guardy back, but Talkman kept trying to help, like reach out, like alligator arms, like T Rex arms, trying to get Guardy, and it wasn't going down. Yeah. So, I mean, let's just talk about it. The Major League Baseball. What is going on with your umpires? Like, this is—it's one of those things, like. Have you ever gotten fired from a job? I never got fired from a job, but I know how you can spin this like at a job. Like, but there's a hundred. But ways. like, just I've been fired before, and when you get fired, what happens is you're fucking up, and then someone calls out you're fucking up, and then you just keep like it seems like everything you do is just fucking up more and more. Like you can't turn it around, yeah. and it just like gets exponentially worse. And it feels like that's what's happening with umpires because. We had, there was a terrible call on a judge pitch. It was like the worst pitch out of the strike zone. Wasn't even close. Strike, like judge, the judge, he didn't even, he barely stepped at the pitch because it was that far out of the strike zone. And so, so you've got that. And then you've got Gardner's obviously been going at it with umpires this year. And he's a veteran, so he kind of can. And then you throw him out of a game and say you saw him talking. And it's tough in this day and age of anything. If you want to lie about anything, you better have your fucking everything together because there's a camera on Gardner and he's not even paying attention. Gardner didn't know he was thrown out for like 30 seconds. <laughs> that's, you know, that's why I said I will take that loss because I haven't laughed that much in a game. <laughs> Gardner, just, me? Gar- me? Gardner, yeah, his look, he kind of looked like, wait, what? And even Boone, right? Boone's like, wait. <laughs> Boone wasn't trying to get thrown out. He was like, I well, said it. Boone did the right thing. Boone did the right thing and said, that was me, because if someone's going to get ejected, yeah. throw me out, keep my player in. Boone can't, you know, Boone can't get a hit anymore. Bro, but it's, it's just a joke. We talked about it on this podcast when um, the whole Machado thing went down and the tweet went out. And we're like, okay, maybe they test the umpires that are getting old. 
man, it's these young umpires against us that are making all the headlines. The Savage in the Box, when that all started, that was a young umpire that needed to tighten that shit up. Now, this guy that threw out Guardy, that's a young umpire. He, he, he's not really getting all the balls and strikes correct, and he's damn sure not getting right who's saying what. Cameron Mabin got away with that and didn't even move. Like, Mabin was the one that struck out, went back to the dugout, was talking, and he goes, that's a fucking terrible call or something along those lines. Or like, you're fucking terrible. Terrible was the key word. And this guy is looking at the pitcher, looking straight through center field, and he just stops and goes, you're gone, and, and throws out Gardner when it should have been Cameron Mabin, and he didn't even have an explanation for it. Yeah, and I think that the funniest thing is Gardner, who's been going nuts. I mean, he was slamming the bat there, too, He's and all this stuff. When he gets interviewed, just goes, he was lying to me. I went out there, and he lied <laughs> to me, and then I asked him, and he said something, and it was a lie, and that's when I lost it. because yep. Like, he's just southern gentleman. Like, I don't like lying. He's like, yep, I went out there. I asked him. I told him I didn't say a word. He said that I did. He lied, and that made me mad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I said, Gardy had a, he had a lot of time to sit in the, uh, in the, in the clubhouse and think about what he was going to say in that post game. And I think Meredith was like, you know, what if, uh, what if tomorrow, um, you know, the ump wants to apologize? Not interested. Not interested. And yeah. who would be? Imagine at your job, your one of your coworkers does some ridiculous shit or says something stupid, and then you get blamed for it, and you lose your job, or you get like sent home from work, or you get in trouble, and you didn't do anything. Gardner is thirty-five. He's on a one-year deal. He's not trying to miss any games, and that's—I mean—that's what's sending him on a war path. He's been playing out of his mind lately from the. You know, slamming the bat and doing the hitting the dugout with the bat, and then doing the pull-ups on the dugout. <laughs> he he's not playing like a thirty-five-year-old man on his way out of MLB. He's playing like a young man that's fired up and trying to stay. Yeah, I mean, he's he said he plans on playing next year. His stats, I mean, he he's out there performing, and it's so funny how you know we talk about you know the Yankees Twitter. And we try to keep ourselves, you know, kind of out of it, but we're a part of it. Everyone wanted wanted uh, Brett Gardner gone. So stupid. For, I wish we I kept receipts of that. I never said we, a word like that, but there was a lot of people. Because, I mean, here we go back to talking about Clint. People wanted Clint in that spot, so they were trying to throw Guardy under the bus. And I am thankful that Brett Gardner is on this team. Run it back for another year. Looking at our outfield, run it back for another year. Brett Gardner is hitting 258 right now. He's a 260 career hitter. 17 bombs. We're, we're getting exactly what he's been. Uh, like, and for home runs, his record's 21. He'll probably hit four more home runs the rest of the year. Like he's gonna put up like some career numbers. He's doing it in less plate appearances than he's gotten in a lot of other years due to injury and just a crowded outfield and stuff. But he's going out there. He's doing it. Um, I mean, you got to talk about, like you said, you got to you got to look at giving him another year. Especially, I think they're gonna monitor Clint Frazier and if there's a market for him, which I believe there is not much of a market for him, and see what their options are. And we also got to keep an eye on, you know, on Hicks because who knows what's going on with him and John Carlo. Uh, who knows what's going on with him? Like. We can't be, I don't know, we can't even be certain on Judge. What's going on with Judge? He's healthy, but he don't look right. 
Yeah, I mean, he looks at times uh, if, like he's like pressing. Um, I think he'll he'll find his rhythm. I mean, I think that's the the beauty of having this huge lead, is that they can go out there and kind of experiment a little bit with their at bats. You know, some of these games too, we're blowing teams out, so it's you know they get out there and try like, all right, I got to work on pulling the ball. Like how can you know how how can I pull the ball better and work on those things against live pitching especially when you get into like September and you're seeing a lot of um a lot of minor league like pitchers getting called up and getting a shot yeah kind of tee off on those yeah fingers crossed for judge man I, I just look at judge and I'm like dude this guy was on the cover of MLB this show he's got the judges chambers he's got his own like line of like Adidas stuff now he's got his own Oakley line he's in the Pepsi commercials I'm like okay this is the guy but he's not looking like the guy up there. And half the battle is that, you know, he's got it in his head that these umps aren't calling balls and strikes correctly for his 6-7 frame. But this guy's supposed to be a power hitter. He's supposed to mash. I'm like, where is it? If if Gio Urshela is outplaying Judge for the rest of the year, like, like that wasn't anything that anyone predicted or expected. Um Mike Talkman. Gio Urshela being a person that I know exists in the world is not expected. <laughs> yeah, no, that, man, and cash we trust. Cash rules everything around me. Bro, like, where do you find Gio? For Gio to, like, for all of the years that he's played baseball, for him to hit his God level this year, where, like, this guy is multiple hits a game, he's making ridiculous plays at third, he looks like our everyday third baseman, not just this year, but maybe for some time to come, if he can keep up this pace like where do you find him and I like how does that how does that affect someone like Judge right Judge is you know leader of the team people talk about being the next Yankee captain a guy like Gio Urshel is stealing the show every day well I think with Judge though like he's a 272 career hitter he's batting 268 right now uh last year at this point he had had almost 500 at bats uh last year he had almost 500 at bats Right now, he's got 283 at-bats. He's got 12 home runs versus 27, so he's a little off the pace there. Uh, an area that kind of concerns me, I feel like he's not, when he's going the other way, he's not driving the ball like he normally did, even into that gap without the power. Yeah. And he's not pulling the ball into the gap. So I'm not even worried about pulling home runs, but like pulling the ball into the gap. When Judge came up, and I think it has to be something still with the oblique, um, Every time he hit the ball, he hit it with purpose. And they're saying that his, like, all those numbers are up, but he's not, uh, he's not getting the right lift. So I think it's just something mechanically that, you know. But, again, the, the numbers say, like, he's not that far off yeah. of I don't what know. he's done for his career. Today is the anniversary of Judge coming up, hitting those back-to-back -back home runs with Tyler Austin. And if someone it's would. the day I, day I met Scott. Yeah, we had the Bronx Pinstripes Scott. crew event that day. It was, like, 100 degrees uh, for that one. If someone would have said to me that day, that day was everyone was calling Judgment Day. If someone would have said fast forward to uh, 2019, you know, Judge wouldn't be like leading the team, wouldn't even be like close to leading the team in home runs. Um, I don't know. I just like I know he's hurt. He's got injuries. I know the strike zone isn't called right, but I need Judge to be Judge, or we don't get this done. We need we need that man to play like he's capable of playing. And it's weird because like we're so geared up for the playoffs. But at the same time, it's uh, like there's still so much season to go. Like these guys have time to, to get this done. Yeah. So th they'll get it. They'll get it together. 
Um, what else in Toronto? Really, I mean, Gary. I think we covered it all. Yeah, I mean, Gary's back. He hit a home run, which is which is great. Um, you want to see him just kind of find his groove right now. Just like my biggest thing is just all these guys finding their grooves. Yeah, Gary. Like that's Gary all I coming back is huge, and for him to hit a home run is great for his confidence. Uh, I think the second game back, he took a fastball off his left elbow. I'm like. We can't afford another hit by pitch injury. We can't even. Yeah. We can't afford for these guys to keep wearing pitches from Edwin to Luke Voigt to Gary. It's just like I don't know. I can't watch these games knowing that our guys could get get injured like that just from a, a regular at bat. Yeah. So I mean, you take the split up there. You know, let's just again. It's just I'm just looking for everyone to get a little right. Let's talk a little injuries. We have uh, some injury updates yet uh, on Monday. Severino threw 29 pitches in a bullpen session. That's a weird number. He'll throw one more, then he'll start facing hitters. Uh, Batances threw 20 in the bullpen, 17 fastballs, three breaking balls. Uh, was extremely. Both guys have been extremely encouraged with the way things are going. They say it feels better than before. They'll both have to get, it seems like, one more bullpen in, go do some simulated games, do a little bit of rehab and be ready for late August, early September. If so, I mean, that's going to be great. Voight has gone through. He went through a full workout yesterday. No issues uh, sprinting. He was supposed to hit for the first time today. He's trying to avoid surgery. He might need surgery in the offseason. It's a possibility. We'll see what happens with that. But if we can get him back, I mean, that'd be great. Mike Ford's been doing a good job, but I think we all want Voight. Greg Bird's dead, so what are you going to do? Um, <laughs> CeCe's throwing a bullpen today. Uh, could uh, pitch in Cleveland, uh, which, you know, hey, good for him. Go ahead. Or, no, Cleveland's here. So, yeah, he'll pitch against Cleveland. Pitch against them one last time. Um, and Aaron Hicks is being reevaluated uh, yesterday. The pain, he's, the pain is out of his elbow area, so now he's hoping to be able to throw. I think they'll take him back uh, – no, I think they'll they'll bring him back slow, uh, and then besides that, I mean I've seen it. You're upset about it. Giancarlo Stanton has not resumed baseball activities yet. I've heard he's privately been hitting off a tee, but Boone sounded a little bit encouraged. You're you've pretty much you've given up on Stanton for this. Yeah, year. yeah, and I overreacted Sunday. I had a couple of drinks Saturday, and I woke up Sunday, and the first thing I saw was the moves for Joe Mantiply and Brady Lale and. Uh, I understand that, you know, we had to make room on the IL or whatever and move Stanton to the 60-day DL, but I'm just like, I don't know. I'm done. I unsubscribe. That's what, that's what I said. I unsubscribe from Parmesan Carlo for 2019. At this point, if he's coming back in September, I don't need to see him come back and strike out a bunch of times. I don't need him to come back and look rusty in the outfield. Like, this is the type of guy that needs to get, like, a rhythm and a flow going to hit his God level that he was on when he was MVP, it was like, man, every day he's hitting a bomb because he's playing every day. Um, the chemistry of this team, hashtag replace for 28, looks good without him. We've replaced him all year. I don't care. If he comes back, like, I'm, I'm not subscribing to that anymore. I did have uh, some hope, and I was holding out faith that, hey, maybe he comes back in October and has a big moment and all is forgotten. Fuck that. I'm off that. Like, I'm, I'm just done like waiting and hoping like we 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 roll with who we got. We're good with who we got. Um John Carlos Stanton, you're supposed to be a part of this. You were supposed to be a part of this plan. Hey man, if you're that hurt, big ass football player looking type dude, you're that hurt 
and you're missing all this time, making all that money, I'm good. I'm just going to pretend like you're not on the team. I think he comes back and makes an impact. I'm still holding out hope that he ends up in AAA, winning a AAA world championship, <laughs> no. and in a major league world championship. That sounds funny, and that sounds good, like... But no, it sounds great. <laughs> he, it sounds like a fucking yeah, movie, he, dog. Yeah, he goes it's, and wins it. It's finna be a movie. He's, he's hitting a walk off for the Rail Riders. I don't want to see that, man. This is a three hundred twenty-five million dollar man. He was an MVP. He, he was an All Star every year. So he's got a rehab. He's got a rehab. If he doesn't rehab, he can't play I know in he's the got major a rehab, league. But I just don't. And I so don't he might just win anymore. a championship along the way. I just don't believe it anymore, man. I just think he's comfortable. I think he's he's rich AF. I think he's not in a rush to get back because he's watching these games and he sees, damn, DJ LeMay is pretty good. Who's that new guy? Urshela, we got him. Talkman, all these new guys are playing decent. Cameron Maybin's still in the league. He's just watching the Yankees get it done without him. When I'll take Giancarlo Stanton over everyone you name there. So let me throw this to you. Yeah. You've got Stanton, Hicks, Encarnacion, Bird, Sevy, Batances, Voigt, Holder, Tarpley, CeCe, Hale, and Ellsbury are all on the DL. Yeah. What four guys do you want back? I can, I can, oh, what? I can eliminate a bunch of guys. Uh, I, don't, I, I, I literally could do this process of, elim- of elimination, and I see in the notes who you say you would have. No, no, no. That was I copied it from someone's oh, like, okay. Facebook post. Well, that. Jacoby Ellsbury is a non-factor. I unsubscribed from him last year. Um, he's 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 literally never going to put on that jersey again. Uh, Hale, not concerned with. Tarpley, he shouldn't have got sent down. They should have sent Chance Adams down. Tarpley, I was pleasantly surprised with the work that he put in this weekend, but I guess he got hurt doing that. Not worried about him. Holder, not worried about. I would like to see... Take Bird off the list. Don't care about him. Take Stanton off the list. I just unsubscribed from him. So if I've got four people here, you could take CeCe off the list too. Farewell, farewell tour. You know, he can come chill in the dugout, but I don't care for him to come back. So you've got left Hicks, Encarnacion, Sevy, Batantis, and Voight. You've got to pick four. Yeah. So I'm picking Severino, Batances, obviously because we need the pitching. Uh Encarnacion because he's ridiculous and we need to pair it back. And then Luke Voigt, so we got a guy at first. Those are my right, four. I'm, Sevi, Batances, Voigt, Encarnacion. I'm going Stanton, Hicks, Encarnacion, <laughs> Sevi. Okay. I think our bullpen's strong enough to go without Batances, and if we're getting Sevi back, um, he can go multiple innings, whether it's starting or relief. Giancarlo Stanton is Giancarlo Stanton. I will take him every day of the week. Hicks is an anchor in our outfield and sees a lot of pitches. Encarnacion is a big bopper and can also play first base. I don't think the defensive difference between him and Voight is that big, but I believe the offensive is. So Man, those are my four. I need Batances back just for the fear factor. I just see the intimidation and in his big ass being on the mound, you know, throwing 98. I need him back. Severino... I remember the day that Severino missed his spring training start. I was like, "Oh no, this is like my worst fear." Need him back to do. I think something. that was the first. I think that was the first day we met. It was around. It was around that time, and I'm. Like, I was on. I was. Oh no, because I drove. It was, around, I was on the it was train. Around that time, because we were talking yeah. about what could derail this season. Everyone's picking the Yankees. We got all these guys, and I said injuries is the only thing that could derail this season. And look, it hasn't. But when Severino missed that first spring training start, I'm like, "This isn't good." Um, so I need Batances. I need Severino. I need Voigt. Like I said, I need I need our first baseman back in there, power bat. 
Um, and I need Encarnacion because he's going to just show up with the parrot and walk the parrot every every chance he gets. So those are my four guys. Let's see here. So, all right. So what else we got around, around the, the league? league? We need like Tim a sound Tebow. effect. We need to do like around the league, 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 league. So people know that we're like talking about the rest of the league and not just the Yankees anymore. I'm sure they'll Tim, get that because I just said that. Tim Tebow shut down for the year, second year in a row. Hand injury is going to end it. Um, uh, don't really care aside from the fact that I wanted to see because I know the Mets are like back in it. But, you know, they could lose with as crowded as that wild card is. They go on like a four-game win streak and this uh, losing streak, and the, the season's over. Yeah. And I really w- I want to see Tebow play in the major leagues because I like Tim Tebow. I think he's an exciting player. I wouldn't want him on the Yankees. I don't want that distraction, but I'll watch a distraction somewhere else. It's like watching a car accident. <laughs> yeah, especially if it's in Queens. And I did want him to come up too. You know, they did the eighty percent off tickets. I thought the Mets were gonna fall all the way down and, and not even be close in it, so that they would have to bring Tim Tebow up. But you know why they're shutting Tim Tebow down, right? He, he fucked up his hand, but it's also nah, college football yeah, season. Yeah, he's got to get ready for the SEC network. It's college football season. We need we need Tebow to go make his SEC runs in the South. He's a god down there. You need him with the ESPN crew. Can't have this guy taking uh, swings in Syracuse when he could be in uh, Georgia, <laughs> when he could be in Gainesville, he could be in Knoxville. Get Tim Tebow where he rightfully belongs and stop playing around with the New York mess. Can we stop that experiment? I wonder if there was like actually a conversation where it was just like, listen, I either got to go do this football thing. You guys got to call me up. Are you guys going to call me up now? All right. Right. So, it's, I mean, it's done. I'm out. I mean, it was fun. It was cool to see Tebow try that for three years. But I think it's done, dude. You're not making it to the major leagues. He plans on coming back next year. Okay. Yeah. He got, he got better in the second Tebow's half. Tebow's what now? 32? Just wrap it up, dude. Just stop. Just wrap it up. What? Why not? I mean, people are out. People are giving him money to go do this. Yeah, because Tim Tebow. Like, like, I'm gonna, just such a competitor. I love. I love competing in sports. I just. I. You know. I like to try new things, and I have to. I have to try and achieve this. Y- just you stop, could, dude. You couldn't. You can't play baseball for shit right now. You're 31 years old. I can never Yankees, play baseball that good. If the Yankees said, but if the Yankees said, I'll give you a contract. You're going to AAA right now. You'd go down there and fucking flail and take if the money. If I'm Tim Tebow, Tim Tebow could be just opening up churches and showing up at tailgates for the rest of his life and be good. He doesn't have to do this baseball stuff. Nobody I know, really but he gets to do whatever he wants. It's the freedom to do whatever you want to do. He's too far from the South. He's, in, he's spending all that time in Syracuse. No. No. Just wrap this up and be done, Tim Tebow. Start the Tim Tebow church on Sundays where you're like, Half football, half preacher. Scamming people and fucking diddling yeah. kids in the back. Well, I don't know about all that, dude. You just took it. <laughs> I don't believe in religion, so. <laughs> That's just, I don't think God's real because of science. There we go. Well, Tim Tebow, uh, Tim Tebow must have prayed for the Mets because their fan base has come alive. Next up, you threw this in here. The Mets are back and a fan went viral wearing a Yankees jersey. Mets hat, Yankee and Channing, um, Mets fa- Channing, let's go Mets. Um, also, the Mets fans were chanting, Yankees suck when they beat the Nationals. I am very committed, the first guy, 
I'm very committed to fighting him. I will fight him. <laughs> yeah. I will fight him in the street. Yeah. I will fight Someone him. Someone has to duff his ass. He's very duffable. It's like Jesus and Miro was saying. No. He's definitely got a duffable face. <laughs> I'm not saying someone should hit him because for liability reasons. But if he wants to sign up, like I'll fight him at Rough and Rowdy. Like I'll fight him fucking anywhere. The Fuck thing that is, doof guy. the Mets allowed this. Mr. Met tweeted, like, I think this guy's confused. And I had a, I had a tweet, get, get some love. I was like, well, he's in your park rooting for your team. Keep him. Could you imagine someone walking through Yankee Stadium with a Mets jersey on and a blue Yankee hat? It would never go down. It would like it wouldn't. It, it probably happens all the time. People are fucking idiots. I don't like, know. if you don't cheer for one of the teams, like, I get going to a Mets game. I've gone to plenty of Mets games where the Yankees aren't playing because someone's like, yo, I got seats. Normally, they'd have to be sweet seats. So for me to go, um, oh, my God, did G.J. LeMahieu hit another home run? Oh to lead my off God. this game? This game just started. Uh, fu- Jesus fucking yeah, Christ. Yeah, I got to turn it on. Pray for their families. But, yeah, I mean, it's like when the Mets made their run to the World Series a couple years ago. Like, everybody's a Mets fan all of a sudden. Like, everyone wants to hop on board this thing. Yeah. Listen. That's fucking great, but that's just asking to be the third in an abusive relationship. Because guess what? Everyone knows a Met fans getting smacked around every night. It's so whack, and like, there's never going to be a chance that the Yankees are in any position, and we're playing a in division foe, and we start chanting "Mets suck, Mets suck." Like, we're not thinking about you. And here's something that like really grinds my gears. Like, I have friends on instagram people that i'm not even really friends with but for some reason i'm starting to see like people popping up at city field on my instagram stories feed and people posting their family at city field and i want anyone to know that's listening to this podcast that's a friend of mine that reps the mets i'm judging you when i see you pull up in orange and blue to city field for family day or to join in on this the mets are back the mets playoff push i just think you're whack i think you're super corny there's nothing cool about that Fuck the Mets. Uh, what else is going on in the world? A-Rod got robbed in San Francisco. So you put in <laughs> here, you, you put the link, and then you just put as your comment, this dude still doesn't know how to act like he's rich and famous. I'd love to hear more about that. Dude, he, he, he parked his car like a few blocks from Oracle Arena, and they just bust the windows in and stole all of his stuff. He parked his rental car like down the street. Now, maybe he didn't park it. Maybe the driver parked it. But so it was an, it's an ESPN rented SUV for like production. I would imagine that that's how like they get around from like the hotel to the stadium. Their parking there is weird because it was just parked on the street on the 400 block of Brannon, and my company's old headquarters is 300 Brannon. So I know the whole area. San Francisco has a huge problem, and that's what they've uh, said, uh, you know, in the story of this. Uh, with car break-ins. And I actually watched, I watch a lot of YouTube, like on my smart TV. So I watch a lot of YouTube and I ended up watching some story not too long ago about a news reporter was like, hey, we're going to do this thing. Like they set up like sting operations of cars so that someone would like break into the car and they come and be like, what are you doing? Da, 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 yeah, da. bait car. While they were set up to do it like a bait car, but it wasn't like a bait car with cops. They were just doing it on their own. <laughs> While they did it, they're set up and they're in their like secret looking spot and all this stuff. Then they went back. Their car got broken into and robbed. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> like, like, it's a huge issue in San Francisco. Yeah. But like the Jack having a hat, 
having a half a million dollars in like jewelry with you is Dumb. it's a bit much. It's a bit much. That's like, what I'm. That's what I mean. Like this, still this. I wrote this dude still doesn't know how to act like he's rich and famous. Why are you carrying that? And then why are you just leaving it in the whip? Like, oh, this is a safe place. Bring it with you. Put it in the hotel. What are you doing? Don't you how, travel the country calling these baseball games? He was probably going right from. He probably did the game. The game ends at like seven thirty local time there. He probably went from there. They went to dinner. There were some good restaurants right in that area, um, and then. He probably stuck around for like a team dinner and then went right to his private jet. But nah, <laughs> he was running late. He was he was kicking it with uh, Jose Canseco's ex-wife. <laughs> he's got like a whole team though. Like he's got that guy Jeff Lee, who is his assistant. Have you uh, did you follow a Rod on like Instagram? I do, and I've watched his. He even does these like whack YouTube vlogs for people to like get to know a Rod better. And it's like, dude, you don't need to do that. But like, I guess it's it's part of his rebrand. So I have I, you see, seen, I see the team. have you seen the have you seen the Asian dude with him, Jeff Lee? Yeah, very skinny dude. Yeah, you know that guy is the foremost expert in like the world on how to win beauty pageants. What is that, like? Why is that guy I, with a Rod? I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Before he was with a Rod, if you like Google him, there's all these stories. He gets flown like the Philippines will like fly him to like consult. So they pick like the best Miss Philippine. So that like it sets them up to win like Miss Universe. See, A Rod, you don't dead, need like, that guy. A Rod, you don't need the the pageant guy around you. You need like the, that guy can't handle jewelry. Just hold the box. <laughs> he needs he needs one of his homies that's watching his back to be like, yo, let's not leave the jewels in the whip, or be like, yo, I know you got to take a dump, but like close the window before you take a dump because this is New York and people could be doing photography across the street. <laughs> like yeah. he's still figuring it out out here. You know what though? It just makes them likable. It, it, you know, they say it's five hundred thousand. I bet it's probably like two seventy-five. This is insurance fraud. What if this is insurance fraud? A Rod's doing insurance fraud. Oh yeah, I mean five hundred thousand, half a million sounds better for the news. But either way, like this story shouldn't come up, man. A Rod, like get it together, dude. You're better than with that. his with his money. That's like a drop in the bucket. That that might be like just two watches. Like he brought three watches on. Yeah, this trip when you him. think of it like that, yeah, it really could. It really. It seems like he's got like like he's because he doesn't bling. wear like it's like he's, he's not like, like he's got two chains chain. bag with him. No, he's really just got a couple pieces that are regular for him. Yeah, he just probably he was probably in L.A. before and like you know at Stanford and and you know went there and boom, just going home. Three days, three watches, half a mil. You know, <laughs> um, and then lastly. And big news in Yankee world, uh, Michael, Clay ha- Michael K. has been cleared to return. He'll be back on his show on ESPN on August 26th. Uh, it's TBD when he'll be back in the Yes booth. Uh, I get it. He's coming back from like vocal surgery and all this stuff, but uh, you kind of view him almost like a member of the team, so it's kind of weird to like, oh, you're totally cleared. Yeah. Uh, imagine a player was like, you're cleared. You can play. You'll play in like two weeks. <laughs> you know, like. Yeah. I, man, I love Michael K. and uh, he he blessed me with the quote tweet this past weekend, and I saw that. Yeah, and I'm, I just laughed about it because you know he's. I said, "Damn, I miss Michael K. and I do because for this whole run, you know, even in the beginning of the season, Michael K. had a, like a a great record where like the Yankees hadn't lost like any game that he called or like the only time we lost like he wasn't calling a game, whatever. But we need him back. Not knocking Ryan Rucco. I'm a Nets fan. I rock with Rucco R two C two. But Michael K is the dude. He's the voice of the Yankees. We need him back. And uh, 
I just said, damn, I miss Michael K. And he quote tweeted it, not even that night. It was a reply to someone else's tweet. So he, he went through and found that one and he quote tweeted it the next day. And he's like, uh, thanks, Keith. I miss you too. And I was like, I, I, that was part of like the morning when I saw the John Carlo 60 day DL. I was like, day made. I'm done. Michael K knows me or does he's he? got. He's not talking. He's not working. He's got time to go through his tweets. Yeah, it's good. but I knew it's he was coming he does back, that. dude. Because I yeah. like he posted a picture with with um, Springsteen and Steinbrenner, and he was doing this thing on Instagram and Twitter, like me and the boss, me and the boss, and he put pictures of him and uh, Steinbrenner and him and Springsteen. And I'm like, he's coming back, you know, because he ha- he's been kind of quiet on his social media, but I'm like, he's making some noise to let people know, like, yo, I'm cleared. I'm on the way back. Start talking about me again, and they need him on the radio show. Uh, not to knock Peter Rosenberg and Paul or Don LaGreca, but that show is not the same without Michael K. They do all right, but they need his banter. They need his professionalism. They need his experience. It's his show. It's called The Michael K Show. Michael K is on the radio today. I don't know if you get that in Philly. I don't listen to sports talk radio. I what? catch like the I catch the highlights on like Twitter if something happens, but I don't listen to people talk about stuff that I end up like talking about. Then I'm just arguing because then I'm just arguing with my computer, and then like I'm tempted to pick up the phone and wait on hold. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I know just, what you mean. I know. It's one mean. of those things. Like, yeah, I don't gum coke because I'll end up snorting a bunch of coke. <laughs> like, I know how it goes. I know where it goes. <laughs> so that's what we got. Radio, okay. That's what we got for the week. Uh, Keith, you got anything for the people? Again, subscribe, rate, and review. Also, you already know, August 31st, we're going to get that last Bronx Pinstripes crew event in. We got people coming from London, the UK. Uh, a couple of my boys from uh, Virginia are coming up. Um, I'm trying to get everybody to come to that one. It's the last one, you know, so BP crew, we're mobbing. Make sure you get the uh, the tickets now. I think it's 69 bucks. Uh, we're playing, nice. We're playing. <laughs> we're playing the Oakland A's. It's the last day of August, Memorial Day weekend. Come out. I will be there. Keith will be there. A lot. Of his boys from Virginia will be there. I invited some friends. They probably won't come. They're kind of scumbags. Uh, but yeah, that's what we got. You can follow Keith on Twitter at Keith underscore McPherson. You follow him on Instagram at Keith McPherson. Follow the show at George's Box Pod on Twitter, on Instagram. Follow all that shit. When you see a tweet about the show, if you like the show, hit retweet. Do what Keith said. Subscribe, rate five stars, unsubscribe, resubscribe. Make sure you stay subscribed, but unsubscribe, resubscribe, get us up the charts. I think that's how it works. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx on Twitter, on Instagram. Keith, after we talked about it, have you been tempted to watch porn at all? No, I don't do that. I don't. I don't. I have not. I just. Huh. I don't. I don't even I, have the urge to watch porn. I'm not putting that on any of my devices. I gave it. A, hey, hey. I'm just asking. <laughs> I'm like that's another. Like yo, you just pulled that out of nowhere. No, I'm not watching any. Just porn. asking. But Yankees for the audience. Three more. <laughs> Yankees score three more runs. I might. You know, I'll have the rest of the night free. I don't watch Bachelor in Paradise. That's what we got for you guys. We will see you next Wednesday and every Wednesday through the parade when we are at the parade, and we will see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? 
Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.